2: Let's get to our guest, Sylvia Jablonski, co-founder, CEO, and CIO at Defiance ETFs. Sylvia, you probably heard me mention that it seems like the fact that higher rates might squelch growth uh, seems to be the number one issue. And it's been a rough couple of weeks. Are investors losing faith of a rebound in risk assets?
0: Hi, and good evening. Uh, you know, I think that after after the end of last week, that Thursday and Friday trading session in the U.S. sort of sealed the deal that investors are, you know, not expecting that Santa Claus rally and, and they are essentially afraid and sort of caving into the idea that, that you know, risk assets are, are a good place to be. I think the Fed's, you know, speech and, and focus on that terminal rate going to 5.1 percent And, you know, being perhaps more firm than the market expected. Um, definitely spooked a lot of investors. And it's it's really interesting because you know CPA gave the, CPI gave the markets um, some great wins in their sales, and, and you kind of saw those immediate you know two to three percent moves across the major indices, and then that quickly kind of softened up, and and you know the Fed flew in, and and you know let's just say Santa Claus' sleigh just <laughs> hit a big chunk <laughs> of ice. So I think I think we're 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 done for the end of the year in terms of you know waiting for an amazing rally. But um, again, and you know we often talk about. About this um, uh, on your show I, I do think that in times like this you do have to think about you know an inflection point right there will be a point where the market will look through this news the market will look you know through the expectations of a future recession at some point and come back in because uh, you know equities are starting to look cheaper and cheaper as, as we go along here do you think stocks have actually fully priced in those recession risks right now in, in the US it's it's a, t- it's a tough debate, right? I think, you know, on the surface, you could argue that the last shoe to drop is, is earnings, right? So earnings mm-hmm. haven't really fully priced in the idea that there will be a recession. But, um, you know, if, if you look at the market, I do think that, um, sort of the hawkishness of, of the Fed, the idea that there will be, you know, a, either a rolling recession or a soft recession and slower growth is is priced in is mostly priced into the market anyway. But, you know, the tricky thing, right, is that stocks don't usually bottom out um, until we know we're actually in that recession. Right. And then and then they tend to recover about five months before it ends. So we don't know for certain, you know, whether we're 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 in one um, or whether we're going to get one. But I think that either way. You know, whether we're in a soft recession now or rolling recession now, you can argue rolling recession for sure. You know, if you look at sort of housing, that's that's a great spot to sort of prove that point. But um, mm. I, I think whether we're in one or we're going to have one, um, you know, we're, we, we might get it. We might retest lows. I don't think that it's going to be a massive drop off, though, from here. Mm. Mm.
2: Let me ask you a kind of lofty question about the wage price spiral. Uh, we had unemployment get to 15 percent during the pandemic and then magically it Drop to a historic low of around 3.7 percent are the two related and the reason i ask that is if yes then we can make the case that it would normalize eventually but if the answer is no then it really is we have a problem with a wage price spiral
0: so I, I think that you'll start to see wage prices normalize, and you know part of the reason for the spiral, like if, if there are some good inputs with with that data, right? You had you had a good amount of um, people retire, right? You had a good amount of labor lost to COVID, whether it was through childcare or or medical issues, things like that. Um, and, and you had a lot of people that just didn't come back into the workforce, right? But I think that it, it's it's taken a year to sort of sort all this out, right, and figure out the supply chain issues, figure out the inventory issues, figure out how to sort of cut costs and become more efficient. And what I think will happen is one of two things. Either, you know, some of the workers that match the jobs that are unfilled are going to, to come back in, or as we see now, you're going to have enough of enough of sort of layoffs, right. That are going to strain the job market. And, and, you know, that um, coupled with the increase in technology and, and robotics and AI and things like that to replace some of the jobs that never came back, you know, these things are going to eventually level out. So I don't Mm -hmm. think that we are actually in a wage price spiral. I think it's just taking time to show up in the data. And maybe just let's talk through some of your sort of trades that that you're looking at um, everything from hotels, uh, healthcare, care, hydrogen stocks. Just walk us through some, some of these themes that you're looking at for next year. Yeah, sure. So, so I, you know, I love hydrogen stocks. I think there's there's always a place to look and diversify. You know, this would fall into that alternative energy commodities type of play. You know, the Inflation Reduction Act is a tailwind there. Commitments from global governments to go up for carbon neutral by 2050. You know, Bank of America is tuning this as a, an $11 trillion business in 2050. Um, at some point... Um, you know, the International Renewable Energy Center forecasts that hydrogen will satisfy 12% of the world's energy demand. And right now, that's basically zero. Um, And then if you go to that 2050 number, it'll be about a third. So I think that these stocks like like Plug Ballard and Fuel that already supply you know backup power plants for companies like Microsoft and Amazon um, and NASA. You know they're already you know in, in a good spot to sort of benefit in the short term. But I think in the longer run, there's going to be a huge investment in this space. Um, yeah. So that's long term for me. Healthcare okay. recession proof defensive pays
2: You didn't mention uh, emerging markets or or Asia or China. Let's talk a little bit about China. We're reporting today on on a push to uh, stimulate the economy in a a business friendly way. Uh, That's something that came out of the uh, the work conference that finished up late last week. Uh, What would what would induce you to looking at China here over the coming six months?
0: Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm absolutely actually looking at China and a lot of that that came um, from the reopening, right? So I do think that, I think it's a couple of things, right? I think if we kind of get past the the, the fears of of instability or like delisting risks for the major China tech stocks, um, you'll, you'll get US investors highly interested in, in jumping back into those stocks. And that's really where the money was going there. I also think that there's going to be, you know, money stimulus in 2023, I think the Chinese government is trying to turn things around so i you know absolutely just just the reopen i think is going to be a big um boost for for um for for stocks in in china so i, I am looking there actually and i would probably lean towards some of those tech names that i mentioned
2: okay so, so in terms of how to play
0: the reopening story you're, you're saying focus on the adrs and the u.s listed companies um more so than looking offshore but. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's more of what I look at personally. Um, Mm. So, you know, I I would tend to look at companies like, like a K web or a K tech, Mm. you know, they give you those are, um, those are crane crane shares, ETFs, I believe they give you exposure to yeah, like the Google's, the Facebook's, the Amazon and the Ebay's of, of China. And I think that, you know, those stocks have been just absolutely beat up. Um, Some of them are down to the tune of 60 to 70 percent. And again, you get that reopening, you get people spending, um, you know, kind of getting back, getting back out there in the factories, building the electronics, getting the chips into the different um, technology, the laptops, the AI and all that. So I think that there's a trade there.
2: All right, Sylvia, thanks so much for joining us. Sylvia Jablonski, co-founder, CEO and CIO at Defiance ETFs.